Welcome to Dr. Lovely's Couch Cafe. It's your host, Dr. Lovely here. Okay, let me gather myself together for like two seconds. Um, it's your host, Dr. Lovely here. And I just wanted to say Shabbat Shalom. Shalom Aleichem. Um, nigga. <coughs> I was just watching this movie and it's based out of this young lady who uh, was from Hampton she met this cat when she was in college and long story short you know she fall in love niggas good nigga goddamn he's selling and moving pounds of weight Long story short, she ends up pregnant. She leaves his coward ass kill herself. Even though they know she has nothing to do with any of the things he was doing because they had surveillance on it, right? So it goes back to the corruption and wickedness of this motherfucking system we up under and I was here just reflecting on the things that I read last night right like the things that we've been seeing in the prophecies of Jeremiah concerning the children of Israel and as we continue reading right we'll hear the alts or the issues God have with the people And the thing we have to consider and really think about as we are hearing what the prophecies are saying and the things that Israel would experience and God's issue with the people. You'll begin to see why we experience what we experience here. Because they are, they coincide and they're correlated. Let me say that correlated, right? Correlated is the word. And and let's get to the etymology of correlated, right? Because we haven't done this in a while, so. The word correlated or correlations derives from a Latin root word, core, meaning together, and releo, meaning relations. It is a co or a dual related thing. Yeah. And the two words is all about the things that go together, but be 
aware just because, and it's talking about studies, right? Because oftentimes they do correlated studies and they put two things together and they see how they are alike, right? So the understanding of correlation means when you are putting two things together to see how they're similar. So when you look at the issues God had with the people and the curses that will be attached to them, there is a correlation to the punishments or the curses that are attached to the things that they did, right? And the best way to explain how it is correlated is kind of similar to, right? Let's take into consideration where he's talking about them baking the cakes to the queen of heaven. Remember, the, the cakes were shaped as what? A star, a five-pointed star. Now think about the system around you and that five-pointed star. The police shields, five-pointed star, right? Certain states have a five-pointed star as their symbol, like Texas. So when you think about the correlation of the system that literally oppresses and treat the people negatively, that star attached to it will begin to show us correlations to the things and the issues that the people have to deal with within this system that he calls bitter water. Yeah. Okay. So, because if the water of life is Torah, the law, and it's comprised of three components, the laws, statutes, and the commandments, right? Then it even correlates to something based in the religion that you would have to deal with in your captivity. The number three. So when you start to put all of these factors together, you begin to see the correlation of a a very, very intricate thing. And when I think about God talking about him being just or his judgments, right, are just. They match with the actions of the people. And when you hear the discussion of him telling the people, um, bring me your alts concerning me, right? It's like him saying, come on, lay out your complaints. Um, the complaints that you have regarding the things that I've given you. And and let's see if they match up. It takes us back to that correlation again. Right? How 
they match. And, and the more I get into the studying of this thing from our cultural frame of reference, from the place of a culture that we lost, it makes so much more sense as to the reason why there's that disconnection. But you have to seek it out in order to gain the understanding, right? Because if you, if you choose to be surface with it, that's what you're going to get, right? And I think this is why Christianity is so comfortable. And the thing I was telling my daughter today is... Um, she was listening to the podcast because I asked her to listen to last night's because I felt like that was like off the chain. <laughs> I was proud of myself last night. I really was. Um, and the only reason why I'm saying it is because um, for myself, I gained so much understanding in that lesson. And it really got me to thinking very deeply. And the things that I've been praying about for self um, edification, um, to have a better quality of life, to have a better quality relationship with God, I'm beginning to see another correlation here. <laughs> and the thing is, is that I've been praying about personal changes, right? And the more I pray about the personal changes, the more God shows me things to give me understanding about certain things. So one of the things is, is being um, more diligent from a business standpoint, right? I, I grew up with no structure, right? Like most of us did, like most of us didn't have structure. Most of us just ran around the town and did whatever the hell we wanted. Our parents wasn't even figuring, didn't even know where the hell we was most of the damn time. So when I talk about that, that's what I mean. Because when you have structure, you learn structure. And when you learn structure, it, your life becomes structured. So if you don't have structure, then your life is in chaos. So now that I have a position of, of authority with my new promotion, um, I have to look at things differently because I'm going from being an employee, which is still an employee, but now I'm responsible for leading others. And that's a place that I've been in, but not in this capacity. So now I'm looking at things differently. And one of the things that has really crossed my mind is, or what I'm realizing is, nigga, Christianity really, 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 um, Keeps us from having self-accountability. Real shit. Um, and what I mean by this is. I'm realizing a lot of shit I've been battling with is self-will. And because we're driven by our own desires. Those desires get in the fucking way. Of us having a productive relationship with God. And I realize how much self-desire I'm dealing with here. And how. Strict. My life is becoming, right? And I mean I mean that by this. Christianity gives us the opportunity to say other entities and things cause you to do something or don't cause you to do something. And, and, and it's easier to put it on something else than actually look at yourself and say, um, yeah, I make these decisions and because I make these fucking poor ass decisions, this is the reason why all this shit's going on in my life. 
and God was trying to steer me in the right direction, but I didn't listen to what was being said to me. So because I decided to do things the way I did them, now I'm dealing with a bunch of motherfucking calamity. So when you begin to look at it from that perspective, you got it goes back to self accountability because now you're looking at yourself. Damn, I should have did this, that, and the other, but I didn't do that. And because I didn't do that, this is the this is the this is the problem. See, Christianity gives you a lazy way of not having to be accountable for the shit you do. And you've heard me say this before, but it's just becoming more edified in my life. Um, and, um, yep, yep, niggas is definitely learning some things. So, as we get into the next three chapters of Jeremiah, I want you to really think about how things correlate. Um, and start seeing things from a whole nother perspective because the more we look at how they correlate, the better understanding we actually have as to what God did and why we see the things that we see. And it gives you more understanding of the world around you. Now, getting back to this shit, goddamn, they, they, they knew, right? And remember last night, it, it talked about the nation of people that would have no regard for young or old. No regard for young or old, right? No regard. So this woman is pregnant. And they had been surveilling her baby daddy for the longest time. So honestly, right, they know he was the person behind it. But because he took the coward's way out, she was left holding the bag. But the society that's supposed to be built around Christian principles has this system. This is their system, right? Their system had no regard for the woman who had, that they knew, did nothing wrong, but still threw the motherfucking book at her ass. And not only that, they used the eternity to convince her to sign it. But the interesting thing was, once he did it, and he received the admission. Listen, they left shit blank. Oh, well, they're going to fill it in. But he said he, this is what he's going to do. When he finally gets the paper in, the places they filled in with pen, mind you, because there's a difference between typing and pen. He looks at the paper and he's like, oh, my God, what did I just do to her? So sometimes attorneys don't even know what they finna do. Now, he's convinced her to sign away her life inappropriately. Now, let's go on the law side of this. That was a malpractice. Because no attorney should have ever had anyone sign anything without full disclosure of what was going on. So she has a right to sue. Nigga. But this is why they make sure we don't understand law. This is why our people run around here ignorant and a bunch of things. But then when we try to educate our folks, they get mad at us. Because they're ignorant of understanding. And the system continues to fortify it. 
And the reason why we find our people in the state of mind that they're in is because they enjoy or you have, if you ever heard the statement ignorance is bliss, right? That's exactly what that represents. Blissful ignorance. It still goes back to self-accountability because it means that I don't have to be accountable for the things that I do in, in the world around us. So the more you begin to look at it or the correlation of things, nigga, it's, it speaks volumes to you then. Because the more you begin to understand the thing, the more... <laughs> the more deeper this thing goes. So as we get ready to finish this, I mean, um, get into this lesson... I want you to think about the things I'm saying as you hear me read these scriptures, as you begin to see God's issues with Israel and how we ended up in this space and dealing with the things that we do and how we can turn this um, curse around because it's the only way to say it. Israel gave merit in favor with God, not because they were special, not because they were somebody that did something magnificently. It was because he made a promise to Abraham. And his promise was that his people would be a great nation. And that they would have a piece of land that was already owed to them. That them damn Hamites took. Because people don't. Don't bring us into that part. They just like, oh, they took the land. It belongs to them. No, no, no. That's not that's not what happened. When you go to the table of nations and it's telling you that God issued out lands to various, you know, tribes, they were issued out of allotment. And those people are still staying in a space that they were in at the time that they were given. So these are the things that you don't get to talk hear or talk about. Um in depth because there's so much bullshit in Christianity. I mean, and don't get mad with me for people who are still Christians. I just want you to understand the deceptive practices and underlying deception of that. And it's the same thing as Islam, because most people, even in Islam, don't understand that Allah they're referring to is still a power, nonetheless. But it's not the the God of, of God's. The attributes of Allah is similar to JC. Even though the, the word itself can be traced back to our representation of God himself. So let's move on. Thank you. 
Oh, man. Come on here now. Come on, people now. People now. Come on, people now. People now. Come on, people now. my station stuff well you know what oh man this is just really sucky Okay, I guess I know what I'm going to do. Hold on. Put some Hebrew rap on today. All right, here we go, ten. Hearken to the word that Yehoah spoke about you, O house of Israel. So says Yehoah. Of the way of the nations, you shall not learn. And from the signs of the heavens, be not dismayed. For the nations are dismayed from them. What does he mean when he says... Of the way of the nations you shall not learn. Well, of the way of the nations you shall not learn. And then, from the signs of the heavens you shall not be dismayed. From the eclipse of the sun and the eclipses of the luminaries and the signs in the sky. You know, kind of like how today that, ooh, it's a red moon. What does that mean? Ooh, it's a blood moon. What does that mean? Ooh, it's a silver moon. What that mean? It's, that's what he's saying. But what he means by don't learn the ways of the other nations, meaning the things that the other nations do, their practices and their customs that they follow, don't do them. But we'll say we these are our customs. Well, technically they're not. In the history of life, we're the only people that can attest that we were stripped away of our culture 
Africans weren't. They still got theirs. They, they still got theirs. Some of them. But ours was completely stripped away. Our language was completely stripped away. Everything we knew about who our ancestors used to be is no longer. And even for those who have native descents, because majority of our ass do, because we ain't even finna go there. But the cool thing is, ah, nigga. So I got my friend Scribe, Mike, remember, we was just doing this back and forth, back and forth about America and Israel and all this other stuff. <laughs> I've been able to finally give him all of the proof that really made him change his mind. And the good thing is, it's because I know he's a well-studied nigga. And it took me two years, maybe three niggas. To finally get that nigga enough proof. Nigga, it took me about three years. It took me three years to, to compile up the evidence to get this nigga to change his whole motherfucking mind. But I want you to know. I want you to know. I want you to know what the kicker was. Guess what the kicker was, niggas. Guess what it was? That Christopher Columbus shit. The shit he said. The shit that nigga said. <laughs> you know the what? You know the what about him fulfilling the prophecy of Isaiah? Oh, oh, nigga, that was the one one. <laughs> Not all the other shit I gave him. Oh no, no, no! It was the shit Christopher Columbus said about him fulfilling the prophecy of Isaiah. Next, next, next. <laughs> yeah. So now. Niggas. In our own land now, goddamn. Stripped of everything. So now we keep another people's culture. Speak another person's language. But do you remember God saying that? In the last lesson we had? That there was a people that you didn't know and the language that you didn't know and customs that didn't make no damn sense. You knew it wasn't Egypt, nigga. He knew it. It wasn't Babylon. They knew their language and customs. Do you see how when you begin to look at the logical shit that people give you for for the 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 um their their understanding that is in that area, and how they be like, oh yeah, no, you know, um, yeah, we were taken from that region. No, niggas, they knew all of those languages because they were. Neighbors. It's like, it's like, you know, mix, you know, Spanish, you don't speak Spanish, but you've heard of it. And you also know how it sounds and you know some of the words, even though you don't know it. Right. It's the same. Just like we know Portuguese and, 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 um, Creole, right. And those other language surrounding or near the states, we don't speak them. We know of them. We also know them when we hear them. Yeah, yeah, they be they be fucking with our minds, but see, <laughs> they can only fuck with the minds of people who don't question shit. <clears throat> but when you question shit, you have to be very insightful. And this is why, 
when me and him used to battle about this issue, I used to always tell him, you keep saying <laughs> that I came up with this alone. And I would tell him I was fasting and I was praying and I was studying and God was showing me things. I watch a movie and nigga, some shit will pop out of my ass and I'll start researching that. I can go uh, read a book or see an image and some shit pop out. And then I go study that. And God, every step of the way, kept giving me understanding every step of the way. But see, the thing is, is that searching out a thing, right? Because he tell you knocking the door will be open. Seeking you'll find. Answering it should be given unto you, even though I know that is some New Testament shit. But it's still a logical thing when you seek something. Moving on. As I went on a tangent there, but we're going to bring this ADHD ass shit together. All right. Now, for the statutes of the people are vanity. Wait. Did he just say the laws of the people are vain? Hmm. If we take into consideration what I said earlier, right? About the law system. Well, niggas, truly it's in vain, right? Because they tell you you have these rights, but truly you don't have rights. And even though they know you didn't do anything wrong, they still make it seem like you actually did and then give you time like you fucking did. So once again, for the statutes of the people are vanity. They give you these things, but they don't even really adhere to the things that they're supposed to have weight of truth and honesty. Why do they give them to us? It's kind of like what the man said yesterday about the financial system. They print a shit ton of money that have no um, equity it stands on. But yet they still tax y'all ass. So why can't they just print more money to get the stuff done that they want to do? But they keep taxing you. So pretty much what the system set up to do is keep you broke. You know, like all the other shit we've been, uh, you've been hearing me complain about. So we live in a system that have statues that are of vain. Or they're vain. They have no merit. And then it says, for it is but a stock that one cut from the forest, the handiwork of a carpenter with a small axe, a stock. Interesting, right? Let's, let's look up. Let's get the Hebrew understanding of this stock, because I, I feel like there's something to this. The stem of a tree, right? And the best way to understand a stock. Now, it could be a piece of wood, possibly, right? But the thing about a stock, if it's a bud on that stock, you know that you can put it in the ground and grow another tree from it. 
They call it grafting, right? Now, if we look at it from the perspective that you have two sticks, one has the potential of growth and flourishing, and the other one has no use at all. Ooh, did you like that? Yeah. So let's go back and read that one more time. Knowing what you know. So he says, for the peoples, for the statutes of the people are vain, for it is but a stock that one cut from the forest. The work, the handiwork of a carpenter with a small axe. So you already understand. He's saying that their statutes don't have life or it has no merit. It's not something you actually learn from, right? There's no life in following them. You know, the governmental laws and shit you got. Because what merit do you gain from it? What really do we get from all of the rules and regulations that the country has, even though the people who grant them or create them are um, what's the word I'm looking for? Don't uphold them. So it has a double edge sword the way it's set meaning there's one set of rules for one people then there's another set of rules for another people right but you say Dr. K well what can we do about this we live in the system well we do But it's a lot of people in this nation that lives in the system, but lives outside of the system. What do you mean? Well, there's Asian communities that's within the system, but outside the system because they have their own communities, their own communities that thrive, where they tie back into, where they're down bounce back, which is why you ain't going to have the government come in there fucking with them because they attach themselves to another kingdom. Right. They got somebody to fight for them if they fuck over them and they can always got they always got another place to go home to. They can always go back home. Oh, yeah. The silver and gold. He beautifies it with nails and with sledge hammers. They strengthen them so that it cannot bend. Now, you know where we're going with this now. This is your Christmas tree. Like a palm tree, they are beaten. And they do not speak. They are not carried. For they do not step. Fear them not. For they will do no harm. Neither is it in them to do good. Now, most people will see this and think foolishly, right? And say, why would a tree do any of those things? Well, no, none of them do. It's not in that aspect. It's what's connected to it. And the celebratory aspect of what Christmas represents, it goes back to what it said before. 
Christmas is is established based on the signs in the heavens. Solstice. And it's still attached to a luminary in which they worship. So when you begin to look at the deeper thing behind it, then it begins to unfold. But purposefully, they translate in a way to get you to think foolishly. But the more you begin to pull back the layers of what it means, the understanding come forth. Let's keep going. This ties right back into the last um, chapter, right? Where it talked about the children being sacrificed to Baal with the brazen altar, um, Santa. Because when you go look up who Santa is, one, he's known as Christ kind. That's his, that's, that's his dear tribute. Christ kind. Um, number two, mind you, Santa is all knowing, you know, omnipresent, magical. But then its attachment to Saturn, the morning star. Remember, we talked about the morning star, the shaitan. That. That Kronos, oh, no, I didn't. I didn't do it yet. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to be quiet then. Because we're going to get this. This this was my lesson for for God's um, name. And it tied it into to helping you to understand um, the Greek version. Kronos is tied to it. Um, as well as you find the derivative of um, Christ kind is also attached to Krishna, right? And the roots of Christ um, ties back to Krishna. But the interesting thing about Krishna is it goes back to Hinduism. Remember, Hinduism is is, is known as the oldest religion. So if, yeah, that's going to be an interesting thing in itself. But we, we, we ain't going to go in there because I, I take you down the road and we ain't going to do that today. Um, there is none like you, O Yehovah. You are great, and your name is great and mighty. Who will not fear you, O king of the nations? For it befits you. For among all the wise men of the nations and among all the kingdom, there is none like you. But with one thing, they are brutish and foolish. The vanities for which they will be punished are but wood. So as we look at this, how wood correlates to what he's saying, I think the thing we we should look at is from the idle expression, but still, let's just keep it 100 again. 
if we look at the idol expression to all of the idols that people put in their home as a reference to Christianity, which tells you that it has no real Hebrew roots in essence because it goes completely against everything that is said. So that's the interesting thing to me in, in, in reference. But wood, right, has two forms. One, you can cut the stem. And the interesting thing about that stem is it can sit for a long time. time. But if you know how to regenerate it, it will literally still be put in. You can still put it in the ground. And you actually can grow another tree from it. But it depends on if it has a nib on it. So it tells you that the life force is still in the tree, even though the limb has been cut. It's just like cutting the tree off, right? The top, but the roots are still down in the bottom. But they normally do something to the um, the stump to stop it from regenerating. So when he's talking about these wood pieces... It's still based on a proper property that they have no ability to regenerate, meaning it has no life. It's useless. Even in essence, when they make the gods, it's because the, the wood it used or that is used for it, it still have no regenerative property to it. Moving on. Silver plates, I mean, silver beaten into plates is brought from Tarshish and gold from Euphaz and the work of a craftsman and his hands of a goldsmith. Their remnant is blue, purple, blue and purple. And all of them, the work of experts. Did you know one of the leading exports? From the America is the indigo plant. And that indigo plant produces a blue pigment. Its weight or production was so um, lucrative that it matched the weight of the cane as well as um, cotton. Mind you, we had multiple exports. One of them also was timber, but they don't talk about that. And that's because they planted them here in the valleys. Alabama was a complete valley. It had no trees in it. That's a story for another day, but nonetheless. But the Lord, I mean, sorry, but Yehoah, our Elohim, is true. He is a living God and the king of the world. From his anger, the earthquakes and the nations cannot contain his fury. Do you understand why the occultists hate our God? They called him a vengeful and mean God. 
that kept knowledge from man. That's going to be a hell of a study one day. So shall you say to them, the gods who did not make the heavens and the earth shall perish from the earth and from beneath the heavens. Father God in heaven, come on now, pause. Let's take this back. But Yehoah, our Elohim, is true. Semicolon. Meaning something important, right? He is a living God. The king of the world. From his anger, the earth quakes. And the nations cannot contain his fury. Well, I tell you this. That's some heavy shit right there, Nicks. That means nobody will be able to save you when you've taken me to the point where I'm not playing with you no more. Understand me when I tell you You're going to keep playing with me. And I'll show you. On it. Woo. Why? Because he is the living God and the king of the world. Therefore, he can make his words come true. The gods of the. That the other people serve. Sometimes does, but not always does. But at the end of the day, even in their movements, there can't be any movement if he don't allow it. Plans to do something. However, look, a mortal person, however, plans to do something and dies or becomes weak or loses property And has no ability to execute his plans. No. So shall you say to them. The gods. Who did not make the heavens and the earth. Shall perish from. The earth. And from beneath these heavens. This is a letter. That Jeremiah sent to Jehoiakim. And those exiled with him and exiled to reply to the Chaldees in Aramaic. A reply if they tell him to worship idols. So now they're in the captivity. Chaldees is Babylon. And since they made a decision to follow after the things that's going on in the land they was um, um, under the captivity in, he had an answer for that ass. 
keep playing with our God. You think you having it hard now. Wait. Who who made the heaven? Who made the earth with his strength? He prepared the world by his wisdom. And with his understanding, he stretched out the heavens. That's your firmament. At the sound of his giving a multitude of waters in the heaven. And he brought up clouds from the end of the earth. And he made lightning for the rain. And he took wind out of his treasures. Every man is brutish without knowledge. Every smith is put to shame by his graven image. For his molten image. Images. Salika, sorry. Are false. Without spirit in them. They are vanity. A work of delusion. At the time of their visitation, they shall perish. Oh shit now. It says when he will re- when he will visit retribution on them. So I was having a conversation with my daughter. I think that was yesterday. And we were talking about there is a find a find a finding in Antarctica. No. In the Euphrates River, because remember it dried up. And I think they did that purposefully in order to make it seem like they coincide of it. But if you notice the Euphrates River and the Mississippi River both dried up at the same time, which I thought was very interesting, but that's a story for another day. But she said the river dried up and there was a cave in there. And people said that there was a demon changed up inside. They said what made them go in and look is they heard a scream coming out of the damn cave. Now, I ain't looked into this yet, but we were just having a conversation about it yesterday. Listen, all kinds of shit going on. But when she told me, it reminded me of the book of Enoch when it talks about Azazel being chained up in a pit. It's a lot of shit going on, y'all. From minerals literally busting through. Paved roads, crystals, all kinds of phenomenons going on around us. And I don't know how much of it is true or not, because I also know that they have some shit called blue beam and it and it's holographic. So they have the ability to put holograms in real time to make them look real. Um... But I thought that was interesting. We were having a dialogue about Antarctica because they said they had something that um, they found down there 
that will change the course of human history. But they're not telling anybody what it is. So as we talk about some of the things we're seeing in the prophecy, we're living in a time of great wonder and awe. Not like these is Jacob's portion. For he is the one who formed everything. And Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. And Yehoah Savaot is his name. Gather, shit, gather in from the land your merchandise. You who sit in the fortified cities. The trafficker in his hand are deceitful scales. Menahem explains as an expression of humility and lowliness. And is an expression of bending down. Humility. Bend down and humble yourself. More than the lawlessness. I'm sorry, lowliness of the earth. And Yerusalem that dwells now in a fortified city. For so says Yehoah, behold... I will sling the inhabitants of the land this time. Mm. And I will bring troubles to them that they may find. Woe is to me for my hurt. My wounds are grievous. And I said, this is but an illness. And I will bear it. My tent has been spoiled. And all my cords have been broken. My children have left me. And they are not here. No one pitches my tent anymore. Or sets up my curtains. When you think about them stealing the kids and teaching them their ways are people who governed themselves and had all of this prosperity, servants and whatnot. And in a matter of moments, everything they had known to them were gone. It helps you to understand what he's saying here. For the shepherds have become brutish, and they did not seek Yehovah. Therefore, they have not prospered, and all their flocks have been scattered. Hark, 
I report. Behold, it comes, and a great tumult from the Northland, to make the cities of Judah a desolation, a lair of jackals. I know, O Yahuwah, that man's way is not his. Neither has the man who goes to prepare his step. In other words, I know, O God, that man's way is not his. Not every man has the power to make his way prosper. And if it were not for your command, the enemy would have no power to destroy your temple, your people. Even in the midst of the the punishment, there's still a preservation for the people. Chasten me, O Yahweh, but with a measure, not with your wrath. Least you diminish me. And when you think about him having this dialogue right here, or making these statements, it's the act of repentance. It's not what you saw before, right? With the arrogance of the nation, but in the midst of your calamity, in the midst of you being broken, now you can talk to God with humility. Isn't it interesting when we're broken, we only know God then? Pour out your wrath upon the nations that they do not know you and upon the families that have not called in your name, called in your name. Now you understand. Hold on, let me finish this point and I get there. For they have devoured Jacob and consumed him and destroyed him and have wasted his dwelling. So he said that the nations don't even know how to use God's name. And you wonder why they removed it. Well, he said he was going to make, make sure we didn't know it anyway. And he was going to take it from us. So we will have no access to understand how to use it in the first place. But you were taught that it was wrong to swear on his name. Now you wonder why they taught you that. Maybe they knew the power of his name. And what that represent for you. Chapter 9, 11. The word that came to Yeremiah from Yehoah to say, Hearken to the words of this covenant, and you shall speak to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And you shall say to them, So said Yehoah, our Elohim, or the God of Israel, Cursed be the man who will not hearken to the words of this covenant. Listen, listen one more time. You shall say to them, so says Yehoah, the Elohim of Israel, colon, meaning critical, right? Cursed be the man that will not hearken, will not 
listen, who will not shama to the words of this covenant, comma, meaning he's adding to this, which I commanded your fathers on the day I took them out of the land of Mitzrayim. Well, is he talking about niggas? Did y'all hear once yet that he said he was taking this away? Did you hear once yet that he said when you got cat got into captivity that you would no longer keep it? Did you hear him say I was creating something completely different? But did you notice when he said he was creating something different, it wouldn't be for your benefit? Can I say one more time? He said he was creating something that would not be for your benefit. Let's keep going. That's that's the that's the that's the kicker there. Okay. Now hold on. Hearken to my voice and do them according to all that I will command you, and you shall be to me for a people, and I will be for you a God. Father, otherwise it next twice establish the heavens and the earth testify. This is the second time we heard this in the book. No, I take that back. That would be the third time. Because he said it twice in the last chapter. Which I commanded your forefathers. On the day that I took them out of Egypt. Out of the iron furnace saying, hearken to my voice. And do them according to all that I command you. And you shall be to me for a people and I will be for you a God. In order to establish the oath that I swore to your forefathers to give them the land flowing with milk and honey. As of this day, I replied and said, I mean, oh, Yehoah, yes, oh, Yehoah, yes, we will do, and we would hear, and we will do. Your grandfathers, great, 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 forefathers. Hmm. And Yahuwah said to me, proclaim all these words in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, saying, hearken to the words of this covenant and you shall do them. Listen to the words of the covenant and you shall do them. Niggas, I don't think I still ain't heard him say you shall not do them. I still ain't heard that. Um, Maybe he going to take it back and we going to get something else. I still ain't heard that yet. For I warned your forefather. Huh? Why is it? Next. Next. Listen up. Hold up. Huddle up real quick. One more time. One more time. One more time. For I warned your forefathers on the day that I brought them up from the land of Mitzrayim until this day. Warning early every morning saying, hearken to my voice. Shammai Israel. Listen, Israel. 
from the morning, when they got up in the morning, when they went to bed at night. I remember, I remember when I told you that Moses was there with the people all day and all night listening to their complaints, but he was there and attentive, but he was also making sure they adhered to the principles, that they understood the principles, that it wouldn't depart from their hearts, that they understood that they would be with them and they would never depart from them. Come on, come on. For I warned your forefathers on the day that I brought them up out of the land of Egypt unto this day, warning every morning, saying, hearken to my voice. But they that they did not hearken. They ain't listen. Niggas don't listen now. What's, what's the difference from now? They don't hear shit. Neither did they. They bend their ears. Neither they came low to trying to like get close so they can hear. Maybe, did they come in? Did they check? Did, you know, maybe they heard, maybe they didn't hear. Did you get in? Come on in a little bit closer. Come on in. Let, let's see if you hear what I'm saying. And they went, each man according to the view of his evil heart. Well, fine. Talk to me. So listen. Remember when I told you there was that correlation situation going on when when I said that I realized a lot of the shit that we be doing and we get ourselves fucked up over it be it it, it be our own hearts and our own desires that we chasing and we doing stuff and that shit that we we do in our own hearts and desires that get us fucked up and then we be saying it's the devil and shit and it's and it's demons and all this other shit no niggas it's it's us we did that we did that we we did it and there were repercussions for the things that we did you know what I'm saying but the Christians gave us a, some 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 bullshit to make us think that it ain't our fault so we won't have to so we won't have to um so we will have to really think that it's our own fucker our own fucker our own fucker problem ah. Next. listen 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 get, 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 get on in and hold up hold on hold on hold on, hold on. listen listen Let's go back one more time. But they did not hearken, neither did they bend their ears. And they and they went, each man according to the view of his evil heart. And 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 I brought upon them all the words of this covenant and that I command to do. And and they did not. What? What? They didn't. Oh shit. Um, um, um. Let's go. Let's go have a conversation with some niggas. Let's have a conversation with some niggas about Jesus. Let's just ask the basic question. Cause we all we all fell for the okie doke. We drunk the motherfucking Kool Aid. We did. How? How can a woman betroth to another man? Have a kid from thin air. And there ain't been a history of anything happen happening like that in Israel ever. Nor did God ever say that a magical baby was coming. Let me say it one more time. Father, I, I know I'm gonna make I know I'm gonna make some people mad. Niggas. Did you ever check for yourself to see if the Bible actually said a magical baby was coming? Father, I think I made some more niggas mad. You know why I make niggas mad? Because of shit our, our, our grandparents and our mothers and our fathers teach us. And we get mad because the people we love taught us this shit. 
and and it, and it and it confronts the logic in the mind of the people and that's the problem but we're gonna keep going here but i don't want you to get mad at me i want you to really really think about the shit i'm saying here because because in rome right that shit happened all the time you know the story of hercules don't you or Heracles, because that's that nigga's real name. So how the fuck did his name change from Heracles to Hercules? Father? Father? Niggas. Niggas. Okay, let's keep going. The curses state in... The covenant for the things that I command did to the, the things that I commanded to do, they did not do. And the Lord or Jehovah said to me, A conspiracy has been found amongst the men of Judah and among the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Ah, shit. A conspiracy. Um, hold on. Let's let's get the etymology of conspiracy. Y'all ready? Conspiracy. Oh man, come on, we ain't got time for this. Y'all playing with me today. Kashar is the name in Hebrew, right? Conspiracy or treason? Aw oh, shit, niggas. Oh, there's been some treason going on. Alright, treason. Because you already know what he's talking about, huh? Ah, niggas, what is treason? Treason is the crime of attacking the state authority to which one owes allegiance. What was it? Not a conspiracy, but there's some treason going on in the land of Israel. Father... All the treachery of the niggas. This typically includes acts such as participating in a war against one's native country, attempting to overthrow its government by spying on its military, its diplomats, or its secret service for a hostile and foreign power. Father. So. Or attempting to kill its head of state. 
A person who commits treason is known in law as a traitor. What? A traitor. Oh, let's read it one more time. Okay. Where did I leave off at? I'm all the way down here. Where? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where? I didn't miss my place, y'all. Oh, here it is, nine. And Yahuwah said to me, A treason has been found among the men of Judah and among the inhabitants of Jerusalem. They have turned, they have returned to the iniquities of their forefathers who refused to listen to my words and they followed other gods to worship them. Semicolon. The house of Israel and the house of Judah broke my covenant that I made with their fathers. And we still doing it. Therefore, so says Yehoah, colon, extremely important. Behold, I bring upon them evil, which they shall be unable to escape. Father, help us. And although they shall cry out to me, I will not heed them. I won't listen. And they shall go from the cities of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and cry out to the gods to whom they burn incense. And they shall not save them at the time of their misfortune. Pause. Hold the phone. The correlation here now. Now let's take you back to the time that you served, JC. When you kept praying for stuff that you wasn't getting. Can we correlate that? Does it make sense now? Is it sticking? All right. For as many as your cities were your gods. Oh, Judah. And as many as the streets of Jerusalem, you have made altars for the shameful thing, altars to burn incense to the Lord. Baal. Now you see why they, okay. And you do not pray for this people. Neither say you lift up cry or prayer. For I do not hearken at the time they cry to me because of their misfortune. That has, I'm sorry, what has my beloved to do in my house? Seeing that the many performing evil design and the holy flesh they removed from you. For with you, your evil then you rejoice. 
She does the evil design for her sinful plans. Sending up in our mind to do wrong and then doing it. But the real bad thing is that most people don't realize how corrupt following your own path outside of God actually is. But that's going to be a story for another day. Even the circumcision through which they were hollowed to me, they have abolished from their flesh. They even stopped doing circumcisions. They started doing reverse circumcisions. They would put things on their the skin of their penis to pull the foreskin down so that they could no longer be circumcised. Come on here. Y'all don't understand the, the, the extremeness and wickedness that they were doing to completely break everything he told them to do. A leafy olive tree, fair with goodly fruit, has Yehoah called your name. To the sound of a great tumult. Tumult is to cry out. He has kindled fire upon it. And they have broken its branches. And Yehoah Savaot, who planted you, spoke evil concerning you. About the evil of the house of Israel and the house of Judah, which they did to them to provoke me, to burn sacrifices to Baal, the Lord. Yehoah and Yehoah let me know. I and I know. Then you showed me their deeds. This is him saying. He told me, he showed me what y'all did. He revealed to me the, the, the sinful things that you did that you thought you were doing in secret. You know, we do shit in secret too now. And we do shit because we don't, we don't think nobody else is watching. We do sinful things secretly. And I was like a lamb. And a bull that is brought to the slaughter. And I did not know that they had devised plans about me. Let us destroy his food with wood. Father. Pause. Pause. Can I say this one more time? And I was like a lamb and a bull. That is brought to the slaughter. And I did not know that they had devised plans about me. Let us destroy his food with wood and let us cut him off from the land of the living and let his name no longer be remembered. Hold this. Let me take you to a place real quick. Verse 
Listen, it is one of the most common food additives and has been a FDA approved since the mid 1900s. When used in food, tree cellulose is refined to become its purest possible. Our bodies process high purity. Food grade circulose. Bullshit. They putting wood in your food. Now you understand what I mean when I be telling you shit pop out at you. Because of the things you know about the wickedness of the world we live in or the country we live in. They put wood in your food. And that's not all they're putting in your food. But that's in the word, niece. Danish and Judah, son of Kadash, interpreted it as a lamb and a bull brought to the slaughter. Just as stated in Deuteronomy 28 and 4, remember I told you that correlations to Deuteronomy 28, blessed be the fruit of your womb, the fruit of your soul, the fruit of your um, livestock the offspring of your cattle, and the flock of your sheep. Although it is not stated, we still find cases. In Habakkuk, chapter 3 and 11, the sun and the moon stood on high, like Isaiah 38 and 14, like a crane and a swallow, so I, so I chirp. Another correlation is in Psalms 58 and 9, which states, like a snail, which continuously melt, and mole, and a stillbirth, which did not see the sun. A lot of times you find so many correlations to um, the slave trade in, in these prophecies, um, and I was and, and it, uh, I was coming to come to mind. Um, they had some. There was this um, scientific terminology. Shit, scientific terminology called the tryptomania. The tryptomania is a diagnosis that the early scientists had for slaves when they ran away. They said they had a mental illness because they didn't want to stay as slaves. Now, ain't that about... <laughs> Listen, you can't make this shit up. The tryptomania. <sighs> and Yahuwah Savaot is a judge 
who stretches, who searches the kidneys and the heart. Let me see your vengeance against me. For to you, I have revealed my cause. Therefore, so says Yehoah of hosts concerning the men Anathar, who seek your life, saying, You shall not prophesy in the name of Yehoah, and you shall die by our hand. Now they threatening him. You realize we have some treacherous ass people when people begin to speak a truth and try to get them to do something completely different than what they're used to doing. But our school school system fortified that, right? Therefore, so says Yehoah Sava'ot concerning the men. Oh, I didn't read that already. And therefore, so says Yehoah Sava'ot, behold, I will revisit retribution upon them. And the young men shall die by the sword. Their sons and their daughters shall die through hunger. And I shall have no remnant. For I will bring misfortune upon the men of Anathoth in the year of their remembrance. Because they made a decision to seek the life of Jeremiah. Oh, they got that hand. That ass handed to him. And he said he doesn't delight in the, the punishment of the wicked. It's just just. For the action. So, mind you, them coming against Jeremiah to seek his life not only ended their lives, but the lives of the people attached to them. Do you understand how serious it is messing with God's children? Because he also holds each other accountable. Those are his brothers. Those those are his brothers. So he don't care if he has to deal with his own people for doing wrong to his chosen, but definitely doing wrong to one who is sent to turn your heart back to him. So the worst we do against the prophets of God come upon us strongly because their purpose is to bring you back to God. The last chapter, and we'll be done for the night. Chapter 12. You are right, O Yehoah, when I contend with you, but I will argue with you. Why has the way of the wicked prosper? All who deal with treachery have peace. In basic words, he's saying, when I debate with you, I know that you will be right in your words, but I wish to argue with you so that you let me know your way. Help me to understand what you're doing here. And in me gaining this understanding will help me to understand what my job and my purpose is. That you have given greatness to Nebuchadnezzar, the wicked, 
And you have made him succeed in destroying your people. This is what Jeremiah is saying to God. You have planted them. They have even taken root. They have even produced fruit. You are near in their mouths, but far from their from their thoughts. But that's it a lot of times. He's near. We have relevance of him. But really not focused in on cultivating that relationship with him. But you, O oh Yehovah, have known me. You see me and you try my heart with you. Draw them out like sheep to the slaughter and prepare them for the day of slaughter. How long will the land mourn and the grass of all the field dry out because of the evil of its inhabitants? Beast and fowl are ended, for they said, He will not see our end. God answers Isaiah by telling him because of the evil of the people, the animals even die. It it correlates and helps you to understand our actions impact the whole earth. The whole land and everything within it. Come on with it now. Let's think about one very interesting thing, right? Let me explain it this way. If you heard recently about dolphins attacking people, which dolphins never attack, and sharks attacking folks with a vengeance, which they had never done before. When you have people fucking with the environment and the frequency resonance they're in causing all kind of havoc on the earth you will understand they even have sharks attacking boats and ships these are things that never happened in the history of life so it tells you something's going on within the earthly realm and frequency form that's not only impacting people but it's also impacting the wildlife and its ecosystem. The sins of the earth. Listen, there is a guy. Let me get his name purposefully so you, I can, I can um, tell you and y'all can look it up in your own time. His name is Sabatai Zevi. Okay, his name is spelled S-A-B-B-A-T-A-I. 
Z-E-V-I. I bet God, dog. I bet. Basically, he claimed that he was the long lost or he was the, the Messiah that the people were looking for. Now, mind you now, this term Messiah, we're going to have to get into, too, because this is how you're going to definitely understand the thing. Sabotai Zevi came up with this theory that if they flood the earth with sin and debauchery, then the Messiah would come. I'm going to say it one more time. Flood the whole earth. One more time. Flood the whole earth with sin and debauchery. Where we at with the Father? Next. To provoke God to wrath. So much so that there would be no choice but for the Messiah to come. The Messiah, in essence, was a leader that the people who would point to speak on their behalf because they would be in captivity by other nations. So they needed a representative to speak on their behalf. Now, when you understand this statement right here, then you'll realize why they have something called Pro. Let's tie it in. Okay. Cointel Pro, right? Was an initiative issued in the 60s. This is what it says. Frequently included the civil rights activists, both those who exposed nonviolence like Martin Luther King and those that who were referred to as black nationalist hate groups like the Black Panthers. This document entails the program's goal in attempting to limit the effectiveness of such groups in practice. The FBI used infiltration, legal harassment, disinformation, propaganda, that's disinformation, and sometimes extra legal intimidation and violence against King, the Panthers, and other black activist groups in its attempt to discredit and disrupt. The goal, right, of COINTELPRO, prevent the rise of a Messiah who could unify, electrify, the militant black nationalist movement. Malcolm X might have been such a messiah. He is the martyr of he's the martyr of the movement today. Now tell me, knowing that the true meaning of the word messiah is a representation of a leader. 
for the people of Israel. But your own government set up an initiative to make sure that a Messiah never rises up in your community. But I know, Nicks, I know. I know. You think I'm tripping. That I don't know what I'm talking about. And how does Sam Hell does the Bible have to do with any of the things that we deal with today? But I keep proving my motherfucking point. But let's keep going. Let me get back to where I was anyway. Where did I leave off at? How long, verse 4, how long will the land mourn and the grass of all the field dry out because of the evil of its inhabitants? Beast and fowl are intended, for they said, he will not see our end. For if you have run with footmen, with the footmen, and they worried you, How will you compete with horses and in the peaceful land which you trust? How will you do the heights of the Jordan? He telling telling Jeremiah, if you can't even run with the footmen, the footmen is the, is the, is the, the, you know, the people that do all the errands. If you, if you can't, if you can't handle (laughs) the job of, of a, a small job of just, Doing the errand, the footman. How are you going to contend with the, with the larger people? Ah, oh, brother, come on, you can do this. Father, help us. <laughs> Talk to me. Talk to me. Let's let's get to the behind. Let's get to this. Right. How will you compete with the horses? To run with the horses, that is to say, if. Even your brethren, the priests, come to kill you. Surely the princes of Judah will rise up against you to kill you. This is the reason for my anger against them. And this is the reason for the success of the enemy. See, let me finish this up. (laughs) If you are amazed about the reward for the three steps that Nebuchadnezzar's ran in my honor in the days of Marodek Baladin, why I gave him so much greatness, how much more will you be amazed when you see the payment of reward that I will pay the righteous who ran before me like the horses? Now listen up. I love the dialogue between Yahuwah and the and the and the and the prophets. And it's interesting because the heart the heart of the prophets were always for the people and they were always pleading on the behalf of the people. And they were always viewing it from the perspective that the other nations is gonna wipe out the people. 
But God always knows. He's always steps ahead of us, even if we don't understand what's happening. It's like God issues certain things to you. Say, hey, this is what I want you to do, but we don't do that. Then all of these these things happen. But when you finally decide to make that move to do what he asked you to do, when it unfolds, then you'll really comprehend why he asked or why he instructed for us to do certain things. We never get the understanding and fullness until it plays out. And then you're like, oh, damn, I was running from that. Or, oh, man, I was so afraid that this would happen. And if I had not done or if I had followed along earlier, I would have I would have been in a different place. So when you begin to waver out, here we go with that correlation situation again. We're so busy worried about what God is telling us to do than actually doing exactly what he asked to enjoy the benefit of what is to come. We miss the benefit of it because we're so worried about what we were told to do. And because we're so worried about what we were told to do, the benefit is prolonged. And all kind of other shit happened. Now you got extra stuff you got to deal with. Because if you had just done the things that was told to you to do in the first place. You wouldn't have all the extra stuff now that you have to deal with because of your disobedience. It's like it's like piling on a whole bunch of extra stuff that you never really had to do in the first place. And because now that you didn't listen. Now you have all kinds of other things attached to the calamity that you were having in the beginning. But if we just listened and followed, oh, come on, talk to me, <laughs> with what we were told to do in the first place, then you had to clean up all the extra shit that come along with it, your first mistake. Now you got like five, ten mistakes, and you only had to worry about the one. Now all the other stuff is added to it. Come on, y'all. I hope you're hearing me today. He said, now how will you and, and how will you do in the heights? So now we're gonna get to the understanding of that. The pride of the Jordan is symbolic, since it is the place the lions and tigers and Jonathan taught us this in, in many ways or in many places. And here he prophesied. And how do you expect to do against the wild beasts that are on the height of the Jordan? And behold, a lion ascends from the height of the Jordan. Like a lion that ascends from the height of the Jordan. You know, we get that wild beast situation again. You know, he's talking about another nation of people who act like beasts. And you got a whole bunch of this. Not only now you're dealing with this, but now you got to deal with another group of people coming into this. Or another situation had, like I said before. Adding to it already. Or what you already have to deal with. Moving on. For even your brethren and your father's household, they too have dealt treacherously with you. They too have called a gang after you. Do not believe them, although they speak cordially with you. Talk to me, father, niggas. Now, 
Now listen. It's something when you got the other niggas or people that are not family against you. But now you got your own father plotting against you. There is something about that that is so hurtful. Now you have Jeremiah here looking. And he's doing what God asked him to do. And he's dealing with the people in the way they're supposed to be dealt with. The way he asked him to do it. So now he got the priest trying to kill him. But not only is the priest trying to kill him. But his own father is setting him up. Come on. Come on, y'all. God will preserve us if we're willing to hear and listen. And I have abandoned my house and I have forsaken my inheritance. I have delivered my soul's beloved unto the hand of, the, of, of her enemies. My inheritance was to me like a lion in the forest. She raised her voice against me all. Therefore, I hated her. Is my inheritance to me a speckled bird of prey? Are the birds of prey around her? Go, gather all the beasts of the fields. Come to eat. Told you. Many shepherds have destroyed my vineyard. They have trampled my field. They have made my delightful feel into a desert waste. He has made it a waste. The waste one mourns before me. The wasted one mourns before me. The entire land is waste because no one lays it to his heart. Let's think about our ancestors, the natives, the reverence they had for the land and the respect they had for it because they understood it was their responsibility to govern it and to ensure its protection. So let's take us to Adam when God told him that he would have dominion. Dominion is your ability to rule over something or govern it, but not only govern it, but in in, in, in your governance, you're protecting it. How many of us trash, throw trash all over the street? How many of us just disregard the earth in its essence? We're responsible for the upkeep of the earth. But in our cities, we, we don't even have the regard for it anymore. We throw trash everywhere. We have no we, we have no respect of it and we want that we want the earth to feed us back because it gotta feed us too, right? We gotta plant in the soil the water we need to drink. We need to live off this land, but the our respect for the land is even even in discontent. We have no care for it, but our ancestors they understood their responsibility to govern it and keep it sacred, which is one of their alts with the white people when they came here because they were fucking up everything. Destroying the ecosystem. Their biggest pet peeve 
was their uncleanness and the uncleanness of the earth that they for centuries had protected and taken care of until they came here. We have become our enemies. You understand the duality of it and the correlation here again. On all the revelets, revelets are small streams and the pasture lands have plunders, plunderers come for the sword of Yehoah consumes one consumes from one end of the land to the other end of the land and there is no peace for any flesh any flesh meaning man or beast wildlife they damn near killed all a buffalo most of the extinct animals that were in the land they just plundered through them and just took them out with no regard. Do you understand what I'm talking about here? It's so much we don't think and put in place when you get this understanding and to begin to see how these things come forth. They sowed wheat, but they reaped thorns. They have become ill to no avail. Be ashamed of your increase because... Of the fierce anger of Yehoah. They sowed wheat. But reaped thorns. Let me help you to understand this. They prayed. But their prayer wasn't accepted. Why? Because they did not plow. For themselves. A furrow. Of repentance. And good deeds. Therefore. They sowed seeds resulting in thorns. They became ill. They have become ill with their pain and their cry before me, but they did not avail. Let's get to avail. Right? The definition of avail is to help or to have benefit of something. So they cried out to God, but there was no benefit of it. So says Yahuwah concerning all my wicked neighbors who touch the inheritance that I have given my nation, Israel, to inherit. Behold, I uproot them from upon their land and the house of Judah I will uproot from their midst. So now he's saying that eventually the people that came into the land and took it and destroyed it, he'll kick them out the land. And he'll put his people back in their land. And it shall come to pass that after I uproot them, I will return and have pity on them. And I will restore them, each one to his inheritance and each one to his land. And it shall be if they learn the ways of my people to swear by my name as Jehovah lives. As they taught my people to swear by Baal, the Lord, they taught his people to swear by the Lord. They taught his people to swear by the Lord. 
If they return and swear by my name, Yehoah. By the way, they taught my people to swear by Baal, the Lord. They shall be built in the midst of my people. They will be accepted in the midst of my people. You understand me why these Jews have such confidence in the shit they speak? Because they really believe they're us. But they understand the benefits that come towards the end of all things. We just don't even know. We have no, we have no, we have no clue. We have no clue. This is the end of this, this particular chapter and I'm done. If they do not heed, I shall uproot that nation, uprooting and destroying, says Jehovah. That's what he said. Now, as we go, listen to this poem, and then I'll close out. Boom, then crash. A shattering of glass. I died to the floor, busting my ass. The hell was that? Was all that I said. Then I seen a pool of blood. Then I seen my mom's was dead. No emotion in the commotion, I wasn't even sad Even when I learned that the bullet was meant for my dad Vietnam made Paz crazy, he was already half dead So why couldn't that have been him that they shot in the head? All the news that fits a print Mama's death went unreported, not a whiff word of him They don't care about us niggas, is how my pops explained it But I didn't know I was a nigga until my dad proclaimed it Six months later, my pops was dead too Drug-related shots fired, his skin turned cold blue. On the news that night, the president's wife got a new hairdo. The news guy said, I like it, how about you? No works, CBS. I was that you asked? Take a fucking guess. And yeah, why is that? It's what politicians should be asking. But who's got time for questions when y'all skiing up on Aspen? Bros get gunshots to the head and all y'all swerving us is Aspen. My mama was so lovely, she would have made your head spin. Love with the playing field and y'all would see who would really win. And yeah, I got anger. But I don't want to take me down because my mama taught me better. And she holds me up when I fall down. Rest in peace, moms. Don't worry about your son. Someday I'll make you proud because yeah, I am no more. Take in what you heard today. I pray that you gain insight and understanding. I pray that the words spoken resonate and uproot things. That get in the way of your relationship with God. That you continue to strive on 
toward the place he will have you to go. That we learn collectively to be obedient and attentive to what God has established for us to be. Let us learn to support one another and be collective and unified in the way we should be. Knowing that we are work in progress. As long as we continue to walk towards the direction of God and not backstep. Forgive us, Father. Forgive us because we were ignorant and truly didn't understand who we were and what you required from us. But we give you glory and honor today because we do now and because we know we have an ability to make corrections and walk in your way and your will. That every day we do better to hold ourselves accountable for the things that we do. And the actions that we have towards others. Forgive me for the wrong that I might have caused anyone on the other end of this that might know me. Because I know my family and friends listen. I'll try to do better. I'm trying to do better. So I'll close with our famous declaration. Shama Yisraya, Yahuwah Elhenu, Yahuwah Akkad. Hear, O Israel, Yahuwah, our Elohim, our power is one alone and we will love him with all our heart with all our might with all our soul and everything within us Shalom Salem Shalom whichever one you choose don't forget to tune in tomorrow for the next three chapters peace so clearly I'm a liar Good news. I hadn't posted yet. So since I ain't posted, I got one more for you. And I promise you, it'll be done after this. This is this is real good. This will be that nigga. When you finally get with someone that her feelings matter more than yours, meaning that you doing something to disrespect her will make you feel hurt because you're hurting her. When you get to that point, bro, that you don't want to ever see this person hurt, that's when you know this person is really the person for you. Because I've been involved with any, a lot of people, and I didn't give a damn if they, like, I got caught out there, and they'd be like, well, why you do this? I just shut down. Like, I mean, what you want me to say? Like, I did what I did and everything else. But my lady, bro, my wife, if I hurt her feelings, 
Nah, man, the whole mood changed. You gotta understand that I'm in the house. We in a in a big house, right? And she can be upstairs. And if she's upset, the whole shift in the house. It's like the air, the aura, everything it is just thick. it gets thick, bro. It's like like you can sense and it's sm- yo, and you can sense it. You when you finally get with someone that her feelings matter more than yours, meaning that niggas. Oh, you know I had to put that on there. I love it. I love it when I love it when I see brothers talk like this, cause. Because people act like they can't. But I love it. I love it. You hear me? I love this. But you know most niggas that call them simps. Call David a simp. Call Solomon a simp. Y'all don't know shit. And all you're getting, get understanding. Seek wisdom and marinate on what that brother just said, that Malek, that king. Peace be unto him and his bride. And they follow, may they may 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 fill their home with with much blessings. Stand on that.